Hi, welcome to Mystic Access. Today's episode is brought to you by the letters B R S and the number three. I'm Kim. I'm Chris. And in this special episode, we are going to talk with Humanware about what? Well, you'll just have to listen and find out. We have something new and exciting, though, to share. So we are going to enter the Mystic Axis Magic Castle. Welcome to the Mystic Axis Magic Castle. So we are here in the Mystic Axis Magic Castle, and we have a surprise guest. And this is something that people have been waiting for for quite a number of years. We're in here with Matthew Paquette. Matthew is product manager of audio assistant devices and GPS at Humanware. We have a really fun announcement. If you haven't heard it already, you're going to be super excited. If you have heard about it already, then stay tuned because we're going to tell you all sorts of goodies. Without further ado, I'm just going to turn it over to Matthew and let him start talking because I know we have a lot to share with you guys and I think many of you are going to be super excited. Matthew, welcome back. Oh, thank you so much. It was, uh, it was nice being with you guys a couple months ago to talk about the Stellar Trek. I'm really happy to be on again today to talk about the Stream 3, the successor of the Stream 2, which has been out. It's going to be 10 years in March, if you can believe it. Wow. So the, and, and the first stream was back in 2007. We are now launching the Stream 3. It has been long, long awaited. I wish we would have released it sooner, but hey, we're here now and we're really happy with this product that we're putting out uh, pretty soon. So what are the main differences between the Stream 2 and the Stream 3? I remember getting my first stream, like you said, in 2007, and that was a really fun thing. And just to watch it evolve over the mm -hmm. years has For been sure. nothing but amazing. But what are the differences, again, between the 2 and the 3? If you remember, the Stream 1 didn't have any Wi-Fi. It was a completely offline book player. With the Stream 2, we introduced Wi-Fi, which allowed for streaming directly onto the device, downloading books and listening to internet radio and podcasts. With the Stream 3, we're obviously keeping that online capability, but we're also adding in Bluetooth. So Bluetooth is the big thing that if you were to ask anyone who had a Stream 2, what do you wish for? Bluetooth was always in the top two or three answers. Bluetooth is one of the big things we're adding. But with that being said, one of our main goals when we did the Stream 3 was we don't want users of the Stream 2 to have to completely learn a new device. When you get the device in your hands, you're going to see that it is the exact same keyboard layout. You know, on the front face, you have your go-to button, your online, your bookmark, you have your numeric keypad, then you have your sleep key, and then below that you have the rewind, play, fast forward. They're all in the exact same place. So someone who has a Stream 2 will be able to pick up a Stream 3 and use it right away without any sort of, uh, you know, big learning curve. There are small differences, and we'll talk about that a bit later, but for the most part, the device remained the same. But as I said, we made improvements, the speaker especially. So that was one of the feedbacks that we got from the Stream 2 was that people wish the speaker was a bit louder, was a bit better. So we've improved on the speaker. I think one of the things that I think everyone will agree on is the micro USB port on the Stream 2 wasn't the best. It tended to be a bit difficult to use. It tended to break sometimes. So on the Stream 3, we went ahead and used uh, USB-C, which is a more modern, obviously, and easier to use port, especially for the blind community. The nice thing about USB-C is that you can put the cable in either 
directions. So mm -hmm. you, you don't have to worry about where those little nubs are, or you don't have to get magnetic cables or reversible cables. You can just grab any USB-C cable, really, and yep. plug it in and use it. Yeah, plus uh, in a lot of places in the world, especially in Europe, they're coming up with legislations that will make it so that USB-C has to be the port that you use on your device to charge it or to connect it to computers. I mean, it's two birds with one stone. At the end of the day, it's both easier for the user and it is always also coming up, I think, in 2024 in the EU as a law that will have to use those two power devices. Wow. The other thing I love that's so cool is one of the major cosmetic differences between Stream 2 and Stream 3, which is the buttons. We got a whole new material for these buttons, which I just think is super cool. One of the first yeah. things I noticed. Yeah, so for sure. So, Kim, you just sold the fact that you already have one in your hands. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so keeping that a secret and just having so much fun getting to know it and playing with it. and It's been awesome. There you go. So yeah, so as Kim was saying, the unit as a whole is pretty much the same size. So if you compare Stream 2 and Stream 3, in terms of volume, length, width, depth, it's about the same thing within a couple millimeters. But we did change the key. So the keys, instead of being plasticky, are now rubbery. They really feel good to the hand. They're also a little bit bigger, which will help people with fine motor skills. And we've also put some sort of adhesive, not adhesive, but like a, an anti-slipping rubber at the bottom of the device, like on the bottom facing where the battery used to be, because it's now an internal battery. But where the battery used to be, there's a rubbery thing that if you, so that if you place your stream on a surface, it's not going to slide around and it lessens the chances of, you know, dropping it underground or something like that. That being said, we did do some extensive drop testing with the Stream 3 that included shipping it down a flight of stairs at the office and and it came back unscathed it's a fairly resistant device the drop test i'm being told by a hardware team were military grade so they're i mean we're not recommending throwing it against the wall or down a flight of stairs but it should resist the odd drop here and there yeah if it slips out of your pocket for whatever reason which yeah. every single one of us has had that all happen. had it happen slip out of your hand your hands are a little wet or you're holding five or six things balancing and down it goes so yep Exactly. Don't since, worry about that part. Since we're unveiling the fact that Kim and I have already seen this device, mm -hmm. the other thing that I really like about the Stream 3 is that little rubber flap mm -hmm. that goes over that SD card slot. Yes. Love it. So you don't accidentally lose your SD card. Yeah, for sure. So it serves a dual purpose. The first one is dust protection. So just to prevent, again, you know, light dust coming getting into the device. But I think the most important one is what uh, Chris just mentioned. So we had a lot of people, either if you drop the device on the ground or you accidentally touch where the SD card is, and we've had a lot of people report, you know, they call, I remember, because I used to be in technical support at Humanware before I was a product manager, and, and I've had people call me and say, my device isn't reading my SD card, and then you've, you know, troubleshoot, troubleshoot, and then find out that they accidentally removed it from the device. They didn't know, but the card ejected. So that little flap will prevent such mishaps. And if you do what Chris and I do, and you have SD cards in there with half your life on them, and <laughs> about five, you know, hundreds of books that you've downloaded recently, and you're like, ah. Exactly. And especially now that we support up to one terabyte for SD cards, you can actually have your whole life and your husband's life on it. Well, yeah, we could time. do that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We could totally do that. Yep. yep. So while we're talking about 
books and listening to things via the stream. <laughs> I know one thing that a lot of people have talked about over the last couple of years is Stream 2's speaker. So let's yep. hit on the differences between Stream 2 and 3 in that regard. Yeah, so in regards to the speaker, it really was uh, one of the things that, especially since, in, if I remember correctly, in 2021, we had uh, at some point a, um, a batch of speakers that really weren't great. And what you have to understand is that when we build a product, like today we build this product, we're using the same parts for every product we make. So for, for every of the same product we make. So if we decide that we go with supplier XYZ with this model of speaker for a stream tree today, if we make one in six months, it's the same speaker we're going to put in. Now, what happens is that sometimes a company might go under or stop manufacturing a specific part or something. So at that point, we have to find a new manufacturer. So that's what happened in 2021. The speaker we, we had been using for years on the stream two was discontinued. We had to put in a new one. Unfortunately, that new one that we put in really wasn't up to the standards that we wanted at that point. And again, I remember because I wasn't technical support at that stage. I actually had just started doing support on the stream too. Uh, Humanware decided to replace for free speakers from those batches. So the users could send their device in as an RMA. And then we would do a free speaker replacement for these people. Speakers that we've had after were decent. You know, if you buy a stream two today, they're decent speakers they're not great they're okay the stream three we really went with a much better speaker the sound is a lot crisper a lot clearer it is also a little bit louder it's not super loud like you're not going to fill a stadium with it but it is a bit louder and uh yeah kim i think uh, you've tried it what are your thoughts on the speaker I like it. I'm getting used to the new placement because this one's of course, yes. at the very bottom versus at the very top. So that's taken a little getting used to for me because sometimes mm -hmm. I'm bad to like, you know, I'm doing something and I need my hands free. So I kind of stick it on its end. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's kind of muffled sitting there. <laughs> oh, because oh, the speaker's down here. So, there you, you know, those kind of weird things that, you know, you're kind of having your little quirks in your daily life and, you know, maybe you're doing something else. But as long as you keep it laying flat, and laying on a surface, you're going to be perfectly happy. Or, of course, remember, we have Bluetooth, and you can always use your wired headset as well, should you wish to do so. So if you want to connect it to your bigger speaker, if you want to use your favorite headset with it, you've still got that option, too. Yeah, for sure. We still kept the 3.5 millimeter jack for headphones. And uh, once again, a good sign that Humanware listens to its community is that once we released the VR Trek, the Victor Reader Trek, we had combined the speaker and headphone jack, and we had a bit of backlash about that. Like, users let us know that they would rather have the two ports kept separate. So that's what we did on the VR Stream 3. They are, uh, once again, two separate ports for the lining and the uh, headphone jack. It's actually very hard, at least in my opinion, to utilize one of those microphone speaker headphone jack things because you need the three ring cable mm -hmm. and, and a then lot you'll of... think you have that and then right. it's just a regular splitter and it's like oh yeah. no right that's not what i needed exactly so, so and yeah, maybe it... especially somebody who's not quite so technologically advanced so shall we say may buy mm -hmm. something and think oh this is exactly what i need it's like a headphone splitter <laughs> like yeah. no yeah i think what happened because i wasn't here back then it was back in 2017 and probably the decision was taken in 2015 or 2016 because a project like this takes a year or two i think that pro what probably happened is that people miss underestimated that the fact that people liked using the track and the stream as an input device like a recording device so i, I think that's probably what happened yep one thing that I will mention 
two regarding the stream three unlike the stream two and the stream one where you had that nice human narrated voice to guide you through all of your steps in some cases like the on some prompts you just didn't have that human narrated voice so it would flip to text speech for about two seconds mm-hmm. then it would flip back to the human narrated speech mm-hmm the Victor reader track is the same way it has the human narrated voice throughout the whole thing, except for the online stuff. Now what the stream three does, which I actually personally prefer, cause I don't like going from human to text back to human to text back to human to text. It just kind of breaks up the flow. So the only time you're going to hear a human narrated prompt is the welcome to Victor Reader. You can't not have that on a Victor Reader stream. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> epic. That's the standard. It is. And the rest is all text-to-speech. Yeah, so it, it really boils down to a matter of preference. I know that we will have some people, some of your listeners will say, oh, I like the human voices. And, and for sure, it is a matter of preference. The only thing is, we only add the human narration for a couple of languages, I think two or three languages. The rest, everyone was using text-to-speech. And the thing that makes it difficult is that when you have a human voice, is that you need to make sure that if you do change your menu options, if you do change some things, if you need to add some stuff in there, you need to make sure it's the same voice, obviously, because you cannot have like five different voices obviously right. on mm-hmm. the device. So you become dependent on that. And then if that person becomes not available for any reason whatsoever, then you got to go through re-recording all of the prompts with a different person. That's expensive. That that costs money. Uh, that also will annoy some people. Some people will say, oh, I really like the previous voice, the new voice, not so much. So we figured, you know, let's, everyone has a TTS that they like. Let's just put it as a TTS. If you like to have Ryan read your stuff, then you can have Ryan. If you prefer to have Sharon read your stuff, you can have Sharon. Yeah, everything is the same. And and speaking of voice management, if I can, the voice management on the Stream 3 is much easier than it was on the Stream 2. You can go to the settings menu and you can set your primary and your secondary TTS. Now, both of them will be used if you're reading books, so you can switch between the two. But your primary will be used to read the menus. And what that allows is that you'll first choose a language. So let's say that I want my first language to be German. Then I choose a German voice. And then my second language to be English. And then I choose, you know, I want a UK voice or I want an Australian voice or, or a US voice. And then if I want to switch around, then I can. I can take out the German, put in French. And that's all done on the device directly through Wi-Fi now. Instead of having to go to our website, download the voice package and all that jazz. I'll tell you the advantage to that is that in the previous versions of the stream, if you wanted to switch to a UK voice or UK Mm -hmm. package, it would then obey the laws of the land. For example, there are things in the UK that say you can only have your volume in your headset so loud. So Mm -hmm. if you switch to that British voice, then you're going to have the British rules applied. That was in the stream two. That I assume is not in the stream three. No, actually it is. For for headphones, we've had to implement it at large because it is now a requirement pretty much everywhere. So ah, if you go okay. past it, you will be able to go past a certain volume, but you will get a prompt. And I think it's once every eight hours or something like that. We've configured it, but you will get a prompt once you get past a certain volume number saying warning this uh, you know prolonged usage at volumes higher than this 
may damage your hearing, and then you can just go past it. But you will still be getting that prompt. Gotcha. But it's still so nice because a lot of times, even though I'm in the U.S., I want to switch to, you know, the Scottish voice, Rona, or one of the British voices or whomever for my English reading. So it's going to be so much easier for people I to mean, switch around. Harry Potter is so much better in the U.K. voice Heck than yeah. the U.S. voice. Absolutely. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, any that kind of stuff. Most definitely. Most definitely. There you go. So we talked about some of the newer features of the stream. How about storage? The Victor Reader Stream 2, Two. came with 8 gigabytes of internal storage, I believe. Yep, that's great. Actually, initially it was 4. Back in 2012, I, 2013, it was 4 gig. And then at some point, because I was looking at old an old price list, and we had an option to upgrade from 4 to 8. But yeah, in the most recent years, the Stream 2 came with 8 gigs of internal storage. How about the Stream 3? What does that come with? So we've upgraded a little bit. So we're now up to 16 gigs of storage. But the difference here is that memory is now usable by the end user to store books, music, text files, and whatnot. So even if you don't have an SD card, you can now download a book on your computer, connect your stream to the computer without an SD card, and transfer the books. You can also do voice recordings that will go on the internal memory. That's one of the things that the user who buys stream tree might notice is that we're no longer including an SD card in the box because that internal memory is now usable. It was in the case in the past, but it is now. We use a protocol that's called MTP, which stands for Media Transfer Protocol. What that means is that you can connect your stream to your computer at any time. If you remember on the stream two, you had to have the stream turned off, plug it in, then turn mm -hmm. it on. Yep. It would say player connected. And then you couldn't use your stream. It was just a card reader at that point. Now you can plug it in, even if it's on, you'll see the device appear on your computer. And then in that device, you'll see two folders, one for the internal memory and one for the SD card, if there is one in the device. And then you can move stuff around, play with stuff and all of that. Now that's nice. That's a real mm -hmm. nice feature. It Absolutely. doesn't show up as a drive letter, however. So if you're looking for it as a drive letter, like the previous stream, you're not going to see it. I think it shows up as stream three. Yeah, exactly. It shows up as a stream three. And for that reason, the fact that it doesn't show up as a drive letter, which is a side product of being used by the MTP protocol, we do have to update the Humanware Companion. So the Humanware Companion that I'm sure a lot of your listeners are used to will get an update. We are currently working on it. It is uh, not yet done, but uh, hopefully will be done within the next couple of weeks. At worst, it'll be a few weeks after launch, but we will have an update to the Humanware Companion to support that file transfer method. Very nice. And that's going to help a lot of people, too, because it's seen as stream three. I know a lot of people, they get really intimidated by drive letters. Like, wait, what's C and what's D and what's F and where mm -hmm. am I supposed to go? And what am I supposed to do? This will make it really easy for you. So if you put it in there and you'll see stream three, you'll know, oh, I need to go in here. It's something in this folder. Yeah, at least, it makes it much simpler. At least under Windows, you, you can only have like 26 drive letters. And I think mine are all filled up. I was going to say, you close. filled all yours up. Yours are, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've only, I'm only using like, I think seven on my computer. So yeah, at that point, uh, you need to clean up some stuff, buddy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, That's a lot of sure. it I use though. So, you know. <laughs> He's but... a geek. He loves this stuff. He's got too many drives. There you go. Oh, I know we have some listeners who have been shouting virtually at us since the beginning of this because they don't know yet. And it's one of those important things that is probably worth knowing, especially for those who sit and read their books relatively constantly for long, long periods of time. What do we have here in terms of battery life? 
So in terms of battery life, so as I mentioned before, we went with an internal battery, like most modern devices. I mean, you'd be hard pressed nowadays to go out and find a phone that has a user removable battery. They're really rare. So we went with an internal battery. So on the Stream 2, with a good new battery, you would get about eight to 10 hours of life if you were lucky. We now have 15 to 16 hours of battery life. So our people who've been using the device for uh, in beta for a few months now have reported that they charge their device probably twice a week. It is a very, very long lasting battery. If you're doing a, a long flight, it'll last a whole flight. If it's fully charged, it is really, really reliable. Yeah, I can attest to that. And I'm somebody who reads my books on probably speed six or seven or more. So when you're reading at those speeds, that often is a battery drain as well. And I've had mm -hmm. really no issues. So that's been great. So I'm going to direct this question to, to both of you. Oh and my. why is she so special? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone likes me, maybe? That, that is part of the answer, okay. for sure. But no, actually, we are working with Mystic Access to get some tutorials done on the Stream 3. Your longtime listeners will know that we had some Stream 2 tutorials available back in the day on an older version of the Stream 2. But yeah, I wasn't at Humanware back then, but I know people liked them very much. You know, I figured we are doing a new product and we need to make some some tutorials. And, and that falls on me as a product manager to come up with, you know, all the text for the website and do some tutorial videos and whatnot. And I figured, you know what, I'm a little bit lazy. So I'll get the professionals to do it instead, and it'll be so much better if I do it myself. Yeah, I reached out to you guys, uh, to Kim and, and Chris, to do some tutorials, and uh, they are currently, you know, being done. We're hoping to have them either at release or soon after. Kim's outline that she sent me uh, a couple of weeks ago was phenomenal. We will be covering everything, so it'll be useful for both the people who had a Stream 2 and are moving on to a Stream 3, as well as someone who's picking up a Stream 2 who's never used a Stream in their life, they'll be really useful for both profile of users. We have a little bit of a, you know, what's changed type of section. And then we also have the basics, how to use a podcast, how to add an internet radio stations to your favorite and all of that fun stuff. So yeah, that's why Kim's had one for uh, a couple of weeks now. Absolutely. And, yes. And for those that have used our original Stream 2 tutorial that we put out back in 2015, which is eight and a half hours, this follows that same, almost follows. Yeah, essentially the same kind of guideline. There's a lot of the same stuff in here in terms. But there's also, as Matthew said, the comparison sections. What's the difference in this and the second gen? What's the difference in this and the track? What's the difference in this and perhaps, you know, some of the other things that you already own? You know, do you really want one of these? Do you need one? Well, maybe, maybe not. It's going to depend on you. It's going to depend on what you think. But you'll be able to gauge that based on the audio and what you're hearing. And of course, the value I feel in what we do in many cases is your ability to follow along with me. So you'll be able to listen. And if you already have a Stream 3, you can follow along and check out my examples. Or if you don't, you, so say you have a Stream 2, then you can listen and you can tell what the differences are based on what I'm telling you, based on what we're doing. Differences in menus, for instance, differences in, you know, how cosmetically, like we were kind of talking about, so there will be a lot to share. And again, this is an ongoing project. This is something that will take a little bit to get done, but it will be done fairly quickly. And we are very, very excited to have the opportunity. And for us, it's kind of a full circle thing because my very first project at Mystic Access was Stream 2. <laughs> so here we are in 2023, almost eight years later, 
don't know how that's even a thing. And yep. here we are doing stream three. I'm going to ask the burning question that everybody's going to ask. How dun, much dun, is this dun. tutorial going to cost me? So the good news here is that we've made the arrangements with uh, Mystic Access that the tutorials will be free for NAND users. So they will be hosted on both the Humanware support site as well as Mystic Access webpage, and they'll be available for free for anyone who wants to listen to them. So we are really happy about that. It is such a great differentiator that you'll have several and several hours, and it'll all be subdivided in sections that you can easily access and have all you know the answers to your burning questions on how do I do this and how do I set up Wi-Fi and how do I, you'll be able to hear Kim explain it to you in very detailed and useful steps for free. And I'm, yes, for free. And I'm very happy to announce for those of you who are interested in this, if you have ever been really confused by typing on your second gen stream, if you listen to that particular documentation, you're going to be so happy because in this one, I'm going to do an even deeper dive into typing and show you the whole mechanics of how it works to type on the stream three. So we're going to have a whole section on that. So if you're interested, if it's hard to look up books, if maybe you need a little more practice, that's one thing we're going to go into in more depth in this one. So just a fun little thing to await while we're waiting for our stream threes. Just as an aside, if I may, mm -hmm. we will also be doing a tutorial on the Stellar Trek as well. Yay! That so is fun. correct. Yeah, for sure. The, the Stellar Trek being a, a bit of a new product here at Humanware. I mean, it is an evolution of the Breeze and the VR Trek and all of that, but it is a new interface with the buttons and everything. I told you guys, I'm lazy. So I asked uh, I asked Mystic Access to do tutorials for the Stellar, and those will be available for free as well. As soon as they're ready, which should be in the next couple of weeks, we'll yep. have tutorials on how to navigate, how to use the OCR, how to enter an address, how to use voice commands, everything under the sun. Once again, the outline that Kim provided me for the Star Trek was really great. And uh, there'll be demos with Chris where he'll, you know, show you how to look up an address and it will be very, very good for the Stellar as well. It will. It will be very fun. So for those of you who I've been kind of top secret about, what am I doing? You know, why isn't Kim coming out of her cavern to answer phone calls for three whole days? That's Where's my she fault. Been? What's she doing? Now you know who to blame. It's not my <laughs> fault, but it's all going to be great stuff. So <laughs> now you know. That's where go. I'll be for the next few weeks. So speaking of audio, one really cool thing about Stream 3 is the increased number of audio formats that it's now going to support. So can we touch on that for a second? Yeah, for sure. The Stream 2 was made on the platform 10 years ago, and actually probably more like 12 years ago when they started the development of that. That platform really is showing signs of age, both in terms of the ability to integrate new technologies and the ease of integrating those technologies. We've seen more and more, especially over the past year, people complaining that certain podcasts stopped working or certain internet radio stations wouldn't play anymore. And that's because they now use codecs that are a little bit more efficient, but are also a little bit too modern for the Stream 2. So the good news is that on the Stream 3, as we have both a more recent platform, but also better hardware, so better CPU, a better memory and all of that, we were able to update those codecs and a lot of stuff that didn't play on the Stream 2 will now play on the Stream 3. I think the prime example of this are Zoom recordings. So that is one thing that a lot of people wanted to, you know, they called us and said, oh, I've attended a webinar and they've provided a, a Zoom recording file afterwards and I cannot play it on my Stream 2. Well, they'll now be playable on the Stream 3. So that is great news and also podcasts and whatnot. And then for podcasts, 
podcast. I know that one of the features that is very much requested is uh, podcast chapter support. So a lot of podcasts now split their podcasts into different chapters. This is not something that we're going to have at launch initially, but it is something that is on our roadmap to do in 2023. We will, in a future update, have podcast chapter support. Well, that's good news because this podcast has chapters. Yes, there yes, you there go. Is. Yay. So that's good to know. So you guys stay tuned for that. And that will be something coming. Very cool to know. One thing I like about the download aspect of the Victor Stream 3 is the ability that it will announce what's being downloaded mm-hmm. instead of podcast episode. Okay, yeah. fine. What podcast episode is <laughs> being downloaded? Yeah. You never know that. But the cool thing is you can turn that feature off should you wish and only get like bells or the fact that a podcast is downloading. But if you press and hold the pound key, you get the whole thing. So you can always check and see what book is downloaded, what podcast is downloaded. That to me is very cool. Yeah, it, it was something that was uh, very much requested by our community in the past, and we've decided to implement on the Stream 3. And and once again, stuff like chapter support, honestly, for podcasts, wasn't on our roadmap a month ago. It was brought up by some end users on some distribution list, and they said, are you guys going to support podcast chapter? I'm like, well, we weren't planning on it, but now that you mention it, it's a pretty good idea. We'll add it to the roadmap. So as a product manager, I very much have my finger on the pulse. In, I'm on Reddit, I'm on groups.io, I'm on a lot of places where I can get direct user feedback. And then our technical support team also, when they get you know calls from you guys and, and someone asks for a feature, they don't hesitate, they send it to me. So a lot of people, the people from the technical support team are my old colleagues, I used to work with them. So they're not shy of sending me any you know suggestions from our end users. And I always take those into account. Absolutely. So great to know. And, you know, we've seen you on these lists. You know, we know that you're interacting with people on the list, which is great. I know they appreciate it. And so some of you guys may have interacted already. And that's fantastic. People definitely want to know what you think and what your experience is with the new device. So it'll be great to continue to hear from you guys. And we're really excited, of course, to be able to spread the word about this coming out. And speaking of that, what are we looking at in terms of a time frame for people to get their streams? Can we pre-order now? What's going on there? So in terms of the launch date, if I'm being fully transparent, we are building the plane as we fly it, so to speak. So we are still putting finishing touches on the stream. And Kim, you can attest to that because you do have a device in your hand and you do know that there are some features that are missing right now. Yep, some, I'm on the some, beta team. <laughs> there you go. She's on the beta team. So there are a couple things here and there that are still missing. So we are still finishing up and squashing bugs and all that fun stuff. We are expected to be done fairly soon. It is a completely new platform. So it is very possible that on day one, there will be a few bugs that slipped our fingers. And as we get them, we will fix them. Uh, there will be a few updates in the few weeks following the launch. So the launch, without further ado, is in two stages. The first stage will be a US-only launch. The reason for that is that initially for launch, we only have the English voice available, which is not a big deal for the US, and we don't have the Daisy Online part of the stream. So Daisy Online, for those of you not familiar with it, is a protocol that allows to connect to libraries. So in the US, the big libraries are Bookshare, NFB, and NLS Bard. 
those don't use Daisy Online. They're specific, they're proprietary protocols that we've implemented in the Stream 3 already. So those will be accessible on launch. For example, here in Canada, where we have Sila, which uses Daisy Online, or if you go to Australia or pretty much everywhere in Europe, they use Daisy Online and it will, will not be available for launch. So we'll do a US launch. What we're shooting for right now is the middle to end of February. So probably the week of the 13th or the 20th. That's what we're looking for. Could be delayed a little bit, but it shouldn't be by too much if it is. And then about four weeks later. So let's say that we launch on the 20th of February. Let's say, I'm not saying we will, but let's say. Then that would mean that on 20th of March, we would do a global launch, which now would integrate more languages, library support for Daisy Online and all of that fun stuff. So it is a two-tiered launch. I wish we could have done it all at once, but unfortunately we weren't able to with the resources that we have, have everything implemented, but we didn't want to deprive also what is our biggest market for the stream, which is the US. So we'll do a February launch and then a March launch globally. Fantastic. So you don't have much longer to wait, everybody. A month seems like a long time when you're waiting for something fun, but you know, it will get here. It will get here fast. Spring will be here before we all know it. So hopefully will. everybody will be able to participate and partake of a brand new stream should you want one coming up here very, very soon. So it could be as early as kind of a Valentine's Day present for yourself. And yep. it might be significantly later than that. So just hang on. We will absolutely continue to update you on what's going on. And of course, you can visit the Humanware website, humanware.com. Mm -hmm. and certainly find that information there. Matthew, again, as he's saying, is on all the lists. So we'll be able to yep. find out all this information fairly quickly when things launch. And of course, obviously, because I'm on the beta team. I can't talk to you guys about any of the things that I learned. So please don't ask. I can't tell you. <laughs> My lips are sealed. But we will obviously, when this thing comes out, be very excited to let you guys know about it. And real quick, one of the things that I wanted to add is that in terms of pre-orders, because that was part of your questions and I skipped it, yep. in terms of pre-orders, we are not taking them right now because we don't have a firm release date. But once we do know, let's say this week, I, I'm, I'm told by the R&D team, by our development team, okay, we know we will be launching on February 20th, then we're going to open up pre-orders about 10 to 14 days prior to that date. So pre-orders should be early February. Fantastic. So you can get ready to pre-order. And I guess that brings up the next logical question if people are preparing for their very own pre-order is price for this. Yeah, for sure. So one of our goals also with the Stream 3 was to get a price that is as close as possible to the Stream 2. And I think we've reached that. So the Stream 2 currently retails for $4.95 US. With the Stream 3, we have about a 10% increase. So $5.50 US is going to be the retail price for the Stream 3. We definitely think that all of the added value, you know, big SD card support, improved Wi-Fi. I haven't talked about that, but the Wi-Fi has been improved and it should be easier for a lot of ISP especially Comcast that we've had some issues in the past should be easier to connect it's also faster bigger SD card support better speakers so all of those I think more than justify a small increase the responsiveness is absolutely improved from my experience of playing on it and downloading books and listening to podcasts and I listen to big long podcasts that are you know hours in length and you know downloading them can sometimes take a little while on the old stream you know on the second gen but I find a lot of improvements in terms of stability on the new stream in terms of getting things done getting things downloaded moving from shelf to shelf I know sometimes that would take a little bit on the old stream especially now that they're showing their age a bit I got mine in 2015 she's getting old folks so <laughs> you know you gotta have a little bit of patience with it but 
this is a definite improvement from the speed from the responsiveness perspective. Obviously, in terms of downloading things, that's going to depend significantly on your Wi-Fi speeds. Yeah. But note that it does seem to be incredibly faster. So I think you'll be very happy in terms of that. And you will definitely notice a difference when you are playing with stream three versus the previous stream. So yes, you know, it's just good to know that there are improvements that you will see straight out of the box. So I think many, many people will be happy with that. So for sure. Great to know. Thank you, Matthew, for joining us and letting us know about the new changes and updates to the stream three it sounds like and is from our experience a very very exciting new product absolutely it is a labor of love i can tell you that at humanware i'm, I'm only landing the plane so i've been a product manager for a year now as i said before this project has been going on for much before in my time so i'm only really landing the plane there is a phenomenal team internally at humanware working on this and i am really really proud of this new baby we're putting out in the world Woohoo! It's almost here. The new baby's almost here. So it is. <laughs> stay tuned, you guys. It's only going to get more exciting from here. And we are excited to be one of the places that is spreading the news to you guys. So for more information, where do they go? So for more information, they can go to humanware.com. We do have a mailing list that they can subscribe to where we'll be sending out any updates. I'm going to add this towards the end as a little teaser. We do have a little bit of a surprise coming in the spring for internet radio fans. I can't say any more, but there will be something coming up pretty soon that I think is going to get people excited. And we'll be sending out emails to notify people who are subscribed to the mailing list. It will be amazing. Keep an eye on your email. No, I won't talk about it to any of you, so don't ask me. But yes, it will be awesome. So stay tuned, guys. Thank Thanks. you so much. Yeah. All right. Yep. Thank you for joining us. Not a problem. It was my pleasure. Anytime. Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. We just wanted to thank Matthew and Humanware for joining us in the castle and allowing us to finally talk about the new generation, third generation Victor Reader stream. Yes, we have been looking forward to this for a while now. Many of you have asked me questions about the third generation stream, which I have not been able to answer before now. So it's great to be able to share this information with you. And we know you are looking forward to it. And we're very excited to be able to let you know when the release date actually happens. We'll share that on the podcast when we know it. And you guys can get ready to get your pre-orders in. But remember, U.S. release first. So Hang on, everybody else. It will be coming to you almost as soon. So I know you guys are really looking forward to learning more and getting yours. We hope this podcast has been informative for you. And we will see you at our regularly scheduled time next week. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. 
Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.